I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Joshua chapters 19 through 21. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. In chapter 19, the tribes participate in the lottery to determine the allocation of property. And we begin in verse 1 with the tribe of Simeon. The second lot came out for Simeon for the tribe of the children of Simeon according to their families. And their inheritance was within the inheritance of the children of Judah. They had in their inheritance Beersheba, Sheba, Moladah, Hazer, Shul, Bela, Ezem, Eltalad, Bethul, Horma, Ziglag, Beth Markhabeth, Hazer Susa, Beth Leboeth, and Sharahin, thirteen cities and their villages. Ain, Ramon, Ether, and Ashen, four cities and their villages. And all the villages that were all around these cities, as far as Baalath, Beer, Ramah of the south. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their family. The inheritance of the children of Simeon was included in the share of the children of Judah, for the share of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of that people. Beginning in verse 10, the tribe of Zebulun received their territory allocation. Verse 10, The third lot came out for the children of Zebulun according to their families, and the border of their inheritance was as far as Sarad. Their border went toward the west and to Merilah, went to Dabasheth, and extended along the brook that is east of Jachnim. Then from Sarad it went eastward toward the sunrise along the border of Kisloth-Tabor, and went out toward Dabareth, bypassing Japhia. And there it passed along on the east of Gothhefer toward Eth Kazan, and extended to Ramon, which borders on Nea. Then the border went around it on the north side of Hanathon, and it ended in the valley of Jephthah-el. Included were Katah, Nahalal, Shimron, Idalah, and Bethlehem, twelve cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the children of Zebulun, according to their families, these cities with their villages. That was the allocation for Zebulun. Next we go to the allocation for the tribe of Issachar. Verse 17. The fourth lot came out to Issachar for the children of Issachar, according to their families. And their territory went to Jezreel and included Keseloth, Shunem, Haphraim, Shion, Anaharoth, Rabith, Kishion, Abez, Remeth, in Ganim, in Hada, and Beth Pezez. And the border reached to Tabor, Shahazimah, and Beth Shemesh. Their border ended at the Jordan, sixteen cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Issachar, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. And that brings us to verse 24 the tribe of Asher. The fifth lot came out for the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families. And their territory included Helkoth, Haley, Beton, and Akshaf, Alamelech, 
Amod, and Mishal. It reached to Mount Carmel westward along the brook Shihor, Libnoth. It turned toward the sunrise to Beth Dagon, and it reached to Zebulun and to the valley of Jephthah-el, then northward beyond Beth Emek and Neil, bypassing Kabul, which was on the left, including Ebron, Rehob, Haman, and Cana as far as Greater Sidon. And the border turned to Ramah and to the fortified city of Tyre. Then the border turned to Hosah, and it ended at the sea by the region of Akzib. Also, Uma, Aphek, and Rehob were included, 22 cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families, these cities with their villages. Then the tribe of Naphtali, beginning in verse 32. The sixth lot came out to the children of Naphtali, for the children of Naphtali, according to their families. And their border began at Heleph, enclosing the territory from the terebinth tree in Zaananim, Adamai, Nikeb, and Jabnael, as far as Lachem. It ended at the Jordan. From Heleph, the border extended westward toward Asnath-Tabor, and went out from there toward Hukok. It adjoined Zebulun on the south side and Asher on the west side and ended at Judah by the Jordan toward the sunrise. And the fortified cities are Zedim, Zir, Hamath, Rakath, Kinnereth, Adamah, Ramah, Hazor, Kedesh, Edrai, En Hazor, Aran, Migdal-El, Horam, Beth-Anath, and Beth-Shemesh, nineteen cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Naphtali, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. Finally, we come to the tribe of Dan, as they received their inheritance. Verse 40. The seventh lot came out for the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families, and the territory of their inheritance was Zorah, Eshtaol, Ir, Shemesh, Sha'alabin, Ejelon, Jethlob, Elon, Timnah, Ekron, Eltekeh, Gibbethon, Be'eloth, Jehud, Bene Berek, Goth Rimon, Me Jarkon, and Rakon with the region near Joppa. And the border of the children of Dan went beyond these, because the children of Dan went up to fight against Lisham and took it, and they struck it with the edge of the sword, took possession of it, and dwelt in it. They called Lisham Dan after the name of Dan, their father. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families, these cities with their villages. So let's recap what's already been handed out by Joshua to the tribes of Israel previously. Reuben, which was Leah's first son, Gad, Jacob's first son by Leah's handmaid Zilpah, and half of Manasseh, who was Joseph's son, they've already been allocated territory on the east side of the Jordan River. You recall that Joseph was Rachel's oldest son. Ephraim was Joseph's other son. Ephraim and the other half of Manasseh's tribe received their allocations in Canaan in Joshua chapters 16 and 17. Jacob had adopted Joseph's two sons as his own back in Genesis chapter 48 verse 5. Judah, who was Leah's fourth son, received their allocation first back in Joshua chapter 15. After the spies were sent out and returned in Joshua chapter 18... Benjamin, who was Rachel's second son, that tribe was next to receive their tribal allotment in Joshua chapter 18, verses 11 through 28. Theirs was the first lot of the remaining seven. 
So that leaves six more tribes to receive their territories in this chapter that we just read by the lottery mentioned. And those tribes who receive their allocations in this chapter are Simeon, Zebulun, Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Dan. It's somewhat interesting to me that the tribes who were the descendants of the sons of the maidservants of Jacob's wives were the last three to receive their allotments. The other maidservant son was Gad, who chose to stay on the other side of the Jordan River with Reuben and Manasseh. Remember what Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, did to the Shechemites back in Genesis chapter 34 with that whole circumcision ploy? Well, that was an amusing way to get revenge for which Jacob later at his death demonstrated that he never forgot what they did. In the process of giving out blessings upon his boys, uh, Jacob, he gives a very specific one concerning Simeon and Levi. Here's what he said back in Genesis chapter 49 verse 7. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Now, isn't it interesting that the tribe of Levi, being the tribe of priests, they end up being scattered in the towns of the other tribes, and Simeon, he ends up with no specific territory, but he's also scattered throughout the cities of Judah. Jacob's words over 400 years earlier became reality. Isn't that fascinating? Now, with regard to the tribe of Simeon later on, they get very little attention in Scripture. Remember that attempt to overthrow the theocracy in lieu of a democracy back in Numbers chapter 16? Well, the tribes on the south side of the tabernacle, and and Simeon was one of those tribes, they took a big population hit as a result. When the census is taken at the end of the 40 years, their numbers have diminished by nearly two-thirds. If you want to see the population comparison charts, then go look at the commentary that's in Numbers chapter 26 at the top of the page there, or you can click on the link here in the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. Now, here we are at the end of the 40 years, And Simeon turns out to be the smallest tribe of Israel, and they just have 22,200 men. Moreover, Beersheba was one of the cities listed in verse 2 as the inheritance of Simeon. But in Elijah's day, in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, we're told that Beersheba belongs to Judah. Apparently, the assimilation of Simeon into the tribe of Judah had largely taken place at that point, 500 years after Israel's conquest of Canaan. However, we see in 2 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 24 to 43, that some from the tribe of Simeon cross over the Jordan River and set up housekeeping over on Mount Seir. That occurs during Hezekiah's reign from 715 to 686 B.C. So they never actually disappear as one of the tribes of Israel. But the tribe of Levi ends up faring much better due to a subsequent extraordinary act of faithfulness. Although scattered throughout Israel, as Jacob had decreed back in Genesis chapter 49, verse 7, being a Levite in Israel wasn't that bad of a deal in those days. So how did they earn this partial reprieve from Jacob's decree? Well, the answer is found in Deuteronomy chapter 33. That's when Moses blessed the tribes of Israel prior to his death. Here's what it says in those verses 8 through 11. And of Levi he said, Let your Thummim and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers or know his own children, for they have observed your word and kept your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. 
They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on your altar. Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. So what exactly did the Levites do to shake off some of their curse? Well, verse 8 tells us that it was their action of faithfulness at Massa and Meribah, that's the location where Aaron manufactured the golden calf while Moses was away, back in Exodus chapter 32. When Moses returned, here's what Moses told the Hebrews. He says in verse 27 of Exodus 32, And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let every man put his sword on his side, and go in and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp, and let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and his brother. So, it's because the Levites were faithful to God and Moses in Exodus chapter 32 that they received that special blessing from Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 33. As a result, though scattered, life as a Levite in Israel turned out to be a position of honor. Then in verses 49 to 51, Joshua gets his reward. Verse 49, When they had made an end of dividing the land as an inheritance according to their borders, the children of Israel gave an inheritance among them to Joshua the son of Nun. According to the word of the Lord, they gave him the city which he asked for, Timnath Sirah, in the mountains of Ephraim, and he built the city and dwelt in it. These were the inheritances which Eleazar the priest, Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel divided as an inheritance by Lot in Shiloh before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, so they made an end of dividing the country. So we see here that finally old man Joshua gets his own city, Timnath Sirah, that's located in Mount Ephraim. The specific word of the Lord in verse 50 is not given, but it probably refers back to the events of Numbers chapter 14 when Joshua and Caleb were commended after their return with the ten spies from Canaan. We saw in Joshua chapter 18 verse 1 that the tabernacle had been erected in Shiloh. Now we see here in verse 51 that all the territory assignments had been issued from the door of the tabernacle there at Shiloh within the territory of Ephraim, about 10 miles from timnath Sirah, We come to chapter 20, and it's time to establish those cities of refuge. Verse 1, The Lord also spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint for yourselves cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who is high priest in those days. Then the slayer may return and come to his own city and his own house, to the city from which he fled. So they appointed Kadesh in Galilee, in the mountains of Naphtali, 
Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim, and Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron, in the mountains of Judah. And on the other side of the Jordan, by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness of the plain, from the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth in Gilead, from the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan, from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger who dwelt among them, that whoever killed a person accidentally might flee there and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. Remember that lengthy discussion back in Numbers chapter 35, verses 6 through 34, and also in Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses 1 through 13? That discussion was about what happens when you accidentally kill someone. These six cities of refuge were to be safe havens until a trial could be held for he who had committed manslaughter. These verses established those cities. Now, by my calculation, that puts nearly everyone in Israel within 40 miles or so from one of these cities, those in the southern extremities of Judah being an exception. Remember, one's not safe from the avenger until he's within the protective custody of that city, and then it's only until his trial. Well, found guilty, he becomes open season to his avenger. But found innocent, he may continue to enjoy the protection of the city, but unprotected from his avenger outside the city. So, so much for vacationing. Oh, one more caveat here. After the high priest dies, he may leave the city without fear of his avenger, theoretically. Then the Levites, they rake in 48 cities complete with suburbs in Joshua chapter 21. Verse 1. Then the heads of the fathers of the houses of the Levites came near to Eleazar, the priest of Joshua, the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers, houses of the tribes of the children of Israel. And they spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us cities to dwell in with their common lands for our livestock. So the children of Israel gave to the Levites from their inheritance at the commandment of the Lord these cities and their common lands. Now the lot came out for the families of the Kohathites and the children of Aaron the priest, who were of the Levites, had thirteen cities by lot from the tribe of Judah, from the tribe of Simeon, and from the tribe of Benjamin. The rest of the children of Kohath had ten cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Ephraim, from the tribe of Dan, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh. And the children of Gershon had thirteen cities by lot from the families of the tribe of Issachar, from the tribe of Asher, from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh and Bashan. The children of Merari, according to their families, had twelve cities from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, and from the tribe of Zebulun. And the children of Israel gave these cities with their common lands by lot to the Levites, as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses. So they gave from the tribe of the children of Judah and from the tribe of the children of Simeon these cities which are designated by name, which were for the children of Aaron, one of the families of the Kohathites, who were of the children of Levi, for the lot was theirs first. And they gave them Kirjath Arba, Arba was the father of Anak, which is Hebron, in the mountains of Judah, with the common land surrounding it. But the fields of the city and its villages they gave to Caleb the son of Jephunneh as his possession. Thus to the children of Aaron the priest they gave Hebron with its common land, a city of refuge for the slayer, Libnah with its common land, Holon with its common land, Deber with its common land, Ain with its common land, Jeddah with its common land, and Beth Shemesh with its common land. 
nine cities from those two tribes. And from the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon with its common land, Geba with its common land, Anathroth with its common land, and Almon with its common land, four cities. All the cities of the children of Aaron, the priest, were thirteen cities with their common lands. And the families of the children of Kohath, the Levites, the rest of the children of Kohath, even they had the cities of their lot from the tribe of Ephraim. For they gave them from Shechem with its common land in the mountains of Ephraim, a city of refuge for the slayer, Gezer with its common land, Kibzaim with its common land, and Beth Horn with its common land, four cities. And from the tribe of Dan, Altakah with its common land, Gibbethon with its common land, Ajalon with its common land, and Gothramon with its common land, four cities. And from the half-tribe of Manasseh, Tanakh, with its common land, and Gothrimmon, with its common land, two cities. All the ten cities with their common lands were for the rest of the families of the children of Kohath. Also to the children of Gershon, of the families of the Levites, from the other half-tribe of Manasseh, they gave Golan in Bashan, with its common land, a city of refuge for the slayer, and Be'eshterah, with its common land, two cities. And from the tribe of Issachar, Kishon with its common land, Deberoth with its common land, Jamath with its common land, and En-Ganim with its common land, four cities. And from the tribe of Asher, Mishal with its common land, Abdon with its common land, Helkoth with its common land, and Rehob with its common land, four cities. And from the tribe of Naphtali, Kedesh in Galilee with its common land, a city of refuge for the slayer, Hamath-dor with its common land, and Carton with its common land, three cities. All the cities of the Gershonites, according to their families, were thirteen cities with their common lands. And to the families of the children of Merari, the rest of the Levites from the tribe of Zebulun, Jachneam with its common land, Kartal with its common land, Dimna with its common land, and Nahalal with its common land, four cities. And from the tribe of Reuben, Bezer with its common land, Jahaz with its common land, Kedamoth with its common land, and Mephaoth with its common land, four cities. And from the tribe of Gad, Ramoth and Gilead with its common land, a city of refuge for the slayer, Mahanaim with its common land, Heshbon with its common land, and Jazer with its common land, four cities in all. So all the cities for the children of Merari, according to their families, the rest of the families of the Levites, were by their lot twelve cities. All the cities of the Levites within the possession of the children of Israel were forty-eight cities with their common lands. Every one of these cities had its common land surrounding it, thus were all these cities. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Well, the Levites may not get their own region like the other tribes, but they didn't get a bad deal. Here's the breakdown. The Kohathites, including the children of Aaron, the priests, they received 13 cities out of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The Kohathites also received 10 cities out of Ephraim, Dan, and Manasseh. That's on the west side of the Jordan River. The Gershonites, they received 13 cities out of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Manasseh, and Bashan. Those of Merari received 12 cities out of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. 
The common land, they were that was a reference to open areas around the city suitable for keeping livestock. Those were included with the awarding of the cities themselves. You'll notice from this chapter that the cities of refuge indicated in Joshua 20 are all the cities of Levites. Living in one of those cities as a non-Levite would have been a definite change in lifestyle. It's still interesting, though, what Jacob said back in Genesis chapter 49, verse 7, that it seems to have come true for Simeon and Levi. Both tribes, Simeon and Levi, they end up with cities within territories and not distinct territories of their own, just as Jacob had said. Finally, notice verse 43 regarding Israel's new land. It says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. It may occur to you that these boundaries of Israel at this point in time don't really fulfill the promise that God gave to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. That verse says, On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. Now, if you'd like an explanation concerning the fulfillment of that promise that God made to Abraham, then I've provided a nice map. It's in the uh, section on Deuteronomy chapter 11. And if you click over there, you'll see how that God did, in fact, fulfill His promise under the reign and the rule of David. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton.